Jason Fury. Yep. Did you know that in 1990s, The Witches, starring Angelica Houston, there is, at the end of the movie, there is a Kenner, the real Ghostbusters firehouse scene at the end of the movie. You kind of remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're playing. Uh, it's like the mouse's house is, like, all built up in the room. The mouse's house is the firehouse. Is the firehouse, yeah. And the real Ghostbusters was based on Ghostbusters with Bill Murray. And Bill Murray starred with Angelica Houston in 2004's The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Mm. Angelica, Angelica Houston was in The Witches. You're doing like trivia slash five degrees. It's a it's a it's a two degrees. Two degrees, yeah. Well, you play you're playing you're, you're playing five degrees, but you've got a two, which is a, a premier ranking. Premier. Yeah, that's that's all. That's almost as good as it gets. Uh, it might be as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Take no, yeah, word. that's they take that's, the words that's, right no, out of your just, mouth. That's as good as it gets. So that sound was. It's me taking words out of your mouth forcibly. You suck there. <laughs> yeah, it's actually an inward movement, not an outward movement. It's funny. You wouldn't know since this is audio. Anyway. Um I didn't really know that. Was this like a debut of the toy line? Like, is that the model they ended up using, or was it an old toy and it was just kind of funny because it was in there? What's the like no, toy history? No, that was that was that was the that was the real Ghostbusters, Kenner's the real Ghostbusters, Firehouse, from I think nineteen. Uh, I don't know so the, the exact. The toy had been out and in kids' possessions at that point. Since the since the late eighties, yeah. Right. Okay. So it was like the actual thing. It was a it was a toy. I never actually had that firehouse. I didn't either. Um, I love that toy line, though, with the little twirly uh, proton packs and stuff. Yep. Those are great. Yep. And the monsters with the mouths that like are in the body and stuff. I'm sure you got. You probably have all those. I mean, when I look at it now, the the toy line is very. I mean, it's obviously based on the cartoon. It wasn't based on the movie. Right. Uh, but the but. You know the the this they were extremely stylized mm-hmm. you know they i think as a fan of the movie if i were an adult in the 80s i would have been a little bit underwhelmed just because they're very loose loosely based on the movie yeah they're going uh, the snl cast but as sculptures that that one you know was very young around and grew up on they they uh they they really stick in the in the nostalgia uh, nostalgia buttons. Yeah, when I see those toys at like toy cons or toy stores, I'm like, I get, I'm just like immediately like, oh wow, those were the days. Those are some good toys because <laughs> they're just really cool and just like different. That yeah, they were the, great at the time for like mainstream toys. It was pretty cool to have like just these little parts and stuff, just weird twirling transformations and stuff. That weren't oh, yeah. robots. Oh yeah, robots. Um, I guess I I like half knew that, but I didn't know exactly what it was. I I just it just you know it looked familiar. Um, Adam Roth. 
Uh-huh. Did you know I'm a huge Jim Henson fan? I did. That's it. No, uh, there's a few Jim Henson fun facts here. Uh, some not so fun. Um, this was the last film that Henson oversaw. So, you know, he had done some Muppet movies, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, um, and he was uh, part of the creative team on The Witches, doing obviously helping with the puppetry and stuff. And he did see test screenings of this, I believe it was in around February 1990, when he was, um, you know, really, really close to, to passing. Uh, so in February... He was watching really positive test screens of the movie. So that was kind of probably one of his last impressions of the witches because in May um, and throughout May, he was sick and ended up passing away of pneumonia. So he didn't really get to see how people liked it once it was like fully released and all that stuff. He was just kind of doing the test screenings. Um, But there's also some kind of notorious back and forths between him and book author uh, Roald Dahl. Um, who coincidentally passed away in November of 1990. So both of these creators, after all the turmoil with the movie and going through the test screening and the back and forth and make it this way, make it that way, they they both passed away before the year was up. I did not know that. It's a lar- it's About a the two of them. It's a large, a long story. Yeah, It's a long one. There was a lot of conflict between how the movie should end, how dark it should be, how kid-friendly it should be. There, uh, You could probably tell watching this, there is kind of, oh, it's really cutesy one minute, and it's like really kind of pretty freaking graphic the next minute. So uh, there's definitely some tug-of-war going on. Tug-o-war? I think it's tug-o-war. Going on uh, between the creative differences. And Henson would talk about how movies can be they need to be different they need to serve people in a different way so they they, were, they made a separate ending that he thought was more appropriate but it wasn't super true to the original book so Roald uh, Dahl was not happy and there was a point where he wanted to even take his name off the uh, production he didn't want to be in the credits or anything he wanted to be unaffiliated but apparently Henson wrote a nice letter and uh, convinced him to to chill out so he wrote a letter to Roald Dahl. Right. He yeah. Didn't, he didn't just... Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think they were like active on set or anything that much. I think it was a lot of back and forth creative conversations and stuff. Interesting little tidbit. I did not know that. Bunch of tidbits. You know, I read the Jim Henson biography last year, a year and a half ago or so. It's wonderful. Wonderful book. If you ever want to kind of get into a biography and you're into creative stuff, that's definitely one to read it's very snappy not super dense it was it was it's kind of thick but it, it reads really well huh yeah, very cool it's just jim henson biography i think didn't know that yeah, it's great it's good stuff um what what is this it's, it's spooky season it's officially uh, it's october spooky season we're in spooky season how do you feel about that it's my time of year this is where you shine. This is this is it. This, See, is, the, I, I, this is where the real you comes out. This is where the this is where the weird the weirdos come out. Oh, it's our turn. It's our Later, turn, jocks. Man. See. Sorry. Sorry, I got really excited for a minute. No, that's cool. roll with it. Passionate. Um, 
Yeah, we're definitely in spooky season right now. Spooky season. So we thought we'd start spooky season with a spooky movie. The spookiest of them all. Would you say this is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Um, um, it's up there. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely up there, Jason. This is now an interview, not a podcast. Favorite holiday treats. Go. Uh, candy corn. Oh shit! Are you serious? Candy corn. I like candy corn. Are you fucking with me? Don't you? You hate corn. Yeah, you hate it. I don't hate it. It's just disgusting. <laughs> don't you think there's there's a little bit of hate in disgust? Not necessarily. Some people love disgust. Mm. Pigs. Mmm. <laughs> pigs. <laughs> you know what I mean? They roll in it. Yeah. That's that's true. They do. Some well, people. I mean, can you imagine? I really like um, pizza. I don't roll in it. That's disgusting. That's next level love. Um, some people. Pigs. Yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about... Uh, the Witches. <laughs> 1990s The Witches. <laughs> So this is a, a obviously, as mentioned, Roald Dahl, children's book author who has some grim themes, uh, wrote this book that this was adapted from, and I forget the director's name. Nick, I, Nicholas Nicholas Roeg. Roeg, who is predominantly known for movies that weren't for kids. Right. He did um, the Man of Fell to Earth, I believe. The Bowie one. The Bowie one. Okay. He did some young Indiana Jones I saw. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yep. Um did, didn't Harrison Ford cameo on that once? He sure did. Yeah, that's wild. It is wild. How do you, how can you watch the young Indiana Jones? It's so inaccessible. Like where do I watch it? It's not on Disney Plus. Oh, it's Oh, really? Young Indiana Jones? Is it? Maybe it is now. I don't know. I would I just kind of... I, I guess I didn't really think about it, but now that I... don't think I, it is. I think there's some kind of weird licensing thing going on with it. Huh. Who is it? Hmm. Sean Sean Patrick Flannery? Powder? The guy who played Powder? I think so. Yeah. Powder? Is that like the movie Powder and Phenomenon came out within a few months of each other or something? Oh, oh yeah, they were, they were both about... Uh, yeah, it's one of those... The same kind of thing volcano dante's peak kind of deals right mission to uh, mars red planet red red planet um what is it what's another one volcano yeah volcano dante's peak okay, that's those are the classic ones i think u571 Arm- armageddon oh and deep uh, impact deep impact with elijah wood mm-hmm and Lily Sobieski. Oh, I didn't. I didn't remember. I, she might not be. I just wanted to say her name. Is she in that though? She's in Deep Impact. She's in Eyes Wide Shut. I, I do remember that. The st- on the street. 
Right. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah, she was in like a like a costume shop. That whole movie was in a costume shop. Touche. Yeah. Lily Sobieski. She might have been. She might not have been in Deep Impact, but you know. You never. I, I'll look it up later. <laughs> you never. Oh. You never know. You never know where Lily will pop up. You never know till you look it up. <laughs> um, no. I think that was it. Oh, something I wanted to. Uh, well, we'll talk about it later. Basically, what is this? Young boy stumbles into a, a witch's convention. Is basically what happened, and then the witches turn him into a mouse at some point. That's the whole movie. Pretty much. The, that's 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 a good nutshell. Anything to add? <laughs> uh, there's there's a vague, you know, old old woman sort of sort of having a uh, a bout, you know, with with an, an old her old enemy, the Grand High Witch, the grandma. You're talking about the subplot. That's the subplot. Yeah. But I think in general, yeah, it's it's the kid goes to the convention. Uh, st- stumbles in, gets turned into a mouse, yeah. has to has to take down the the witch society. Wrong place, wrong time. Definite definite wrong place, wrong turn. Wrong turn, wrong place, wrong turn. Um, yeah, but he you know he was behind that that uh, paper thin wall with no bottom. Uh, for a long time, those witches let loose immediately. They went into that convention hall room and they immediately just let their hair down. And I finally, I actually watched it this time with subtitles. And there was a line that I, Subt- up until I, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why I watched it with subtitles either. Weird. But I think, but uh, there was a line when the grand high witch discovers that, that there's a kid and there's been a kid in the room the whole time, hmm. she said something that I ne- that a line that I never knew until now because of subtitles. Do it share. was, it, it was, um, d- find that, find this small lump of dung. That's what it, she like screams it, but there's a roaring crowd or something. So you can't really hear it. Well, it's just, she she says it in kind of a uh, kind of a German affectation. So it, it was like find find this small lump of dung. Oh right, and it always it always sounded a little strange. But you figured out through the power of subtitles what it was. Yeah, and I, I never knew what that line was until that now. should have been your did you know that what the, the find the small lump of dung. Yeah, it's pretty. Or, it's pretty juicy. Yeah, but it's super juicy. Maybe other people could trans like understood it, and they're like, "Yeah, welcome to the party, Adam. We knew that because we heard it." Um, maybe not. Well, I, next, I next, next, like next. That. My next. Maybe when we do the the Anne Hathaway one. Right. <laughs> Please don't. This is gonna. Th- that's gonna go live right next to Paddington too. They're gonna hang yeah. out. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have like uh, episodes we'll never do, but talk about the most. Mm-hmm. Paddington two, and now runner up, which is the witches again. 
Anne Hathaway's The Witches. Robert Zemeckis's The Witches. I think they pulled it from Disney Plus. Wasn't there um, some kind of merger pullout where they were just this, this streaming shows and movies are getting pulled left and right? And this one had some controversy around the deformation of the hand, like the physical. There's like the witch has like physical deformities that offended some people. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. There was like a public apology and everything. Um yeah and I, and it was a little bit is a little bit uh see uh, uh, it's a little it was a little bit much right it didn't it was a it didn't seem to have a lot of i, I don't know if we really want to cross that bridge pretty much every movie is now vilifies vilifies pull, something something yeah like watch goonies again Are you kidding me they're okay with goonies but not the new witches movie like i don't know it's just it's wild to me yeah that was that was a bridge too far a little bit in hollywood you gotta apologize or you're out right that's that's the thing now when you make millions you want to stay in that's right that's that's right jason that's the end goal um this one to me I think the word nostalgia is very important. Like, how old are you? Did you watch this as a kid? Did you like it as a kid? And then kind of juxtapose that with watching the movie just like as is as an adult. Like, I had seen this when I was a kid and remember being kind of terrified when some of the transformation scenes were really freaky and the witch's makeup was really creepy. So when was the last time you saw this movie? I don't know. I think I was just I think I was just like a kid, like maybe in passing on TV or something, but never really sat down and watched it. Probably since the theater, since it was in theater. Really? Really? Huh. Well, it's not a revisit. Huh. Um, this this is a movie that I had seen in the theater when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I've always liked it. Oh, so you, uh, you do have this nostalgia factor for it. I, I do. I, I do. I do. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you're just like, oh, let's watch a classic for Halloween. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I just some something about the 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 filmmaking always stuck with me. There's a lot of there's a lot of handheld shots in the movie. Weird zoom uh, ins. Weird zoom ins and sort of like a lot of like hyper close ups with sort of like at angles. Yeah, it's like if like uh, Andy Dick has the camera and he's just like, check out how wacky and creative I am, and he like twists it and turns it. Yeah, but something about that has like a very a very creepy effect. Uh, like when in you're, a good when way. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think, I think for me, it at least it at least the way that I saw it when I was a kid was it it fit the tone of like what I what I thought a role doll story should be very well. Really? Uh yeah. Interesting. Um and I, as yeah, a, I don't know. I thought I thought, I thought the camera tricks were kind of distracting. Like it started I think with when the parents are leaving before they get in the car wreck and the the camera just rolls all over the car and around the door and they get yeah. in and, and it's like one shot and part of me is like, "Oh, that was pretty that was kind of cool, but like 
does not fit a lot of this movie. <laughs> it was like a weird tonal shift for like a minute and then it went back. Yeah, see I think I I think I liked a lot of that. Okay. Uh I I it just worked. some something it worked for me. Hmm. Um being up close in some creepy face. <laughs> you know, they did the you know, you think about Hannibal Lecter and like all the like extreme close-ups of him where his face is just mm-hmm. dominating the entire frame and it's like, "Ooh, I don't want to be I don't want to be this close to this weird thing." The murderer. Yeah. And Spoiler it's alert. just it, it it has a uh, an a, a creepy effect. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. That technique it's it just kind of to me it kind of starts to look a little bit more like TV, and then you go back to movie mode and TV mode because there. It, I'm assuming the camera that they use for it is cheaper because it's so portable and, and flexible with the shots in 1990. But uh, I don't know. I guess I it's not a deal breaker one way or another. But it's I think it's interesting that you like that technique that they use. It's, to me, it's very like Funhouse, like. Or when you're disoriented and you like kind of go into a new place and it's like, hey, Jimmy, and the, like you know the the camera's tilting back and forth, and they do like funhouse stretches and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like I, that. you know, I mean, like remember Kubrick did it in like in like a Clockwork Orange a little bit. Oh yeah, and it's it it works in I think in certain contexts. Okay. Uh, so which has got it? Which has got it? Which is which has had that that uh, that late eighties early nineties thing down. They had it on lock. Had it on um, lock. Yeah, it was kind of like I don't know, Dick. I don't know what the word is. I don't have any better words. I was just it just kind of che- looked cheap, <laughs> hmm. but maybe intentionally. I don't know, uh, but it, it's fine. I think this movie just it's just weird because they have those artsy kind of high movement up close shots and then they a lot of this movie shot very traditionally like just kind of you know conversations and establishing shots there's a lot of that and then they also have this wild jim henson puppet master three style mouse situation where (laughs) sometimes it's a life-size mouse or a real mouse physically there's like a physical real mouse a mouse that's that size that's fake on a like a thin wire or string and then there's the large like large mice in like settings so they can like you know kind of puppet puppet it a little bit and then there's like a legit puppet for more emotional shots and like uh waist high shots and stuff like that or you know that kind of equivalent for the mouse so it's like very weird there's just so many different types of shots being experimented with it's kind of cool but it's also very inconsistent yeah i mean i guess i guess i kind of like like that the i feel like this the soup i guess I, the soup that the, that it, the all the different flavors make it just has like a to me feels very rolled roll like children's book kind of like right. creepy children's book uh I guess you can use soup analogies because there's a lot of there's a lot of soup in this movie. There's a lot of soup. I just started closing my blinds, uh, forgetting that we were recording. Uh huh. So that's, that was that noise if you heard it. Oh, thanks. So you don't. Yeah, I didn't want you to hear it. Oops. But yeah. That, okay, that's cool. So you like it's kind of like a, just a mishmash of different styles and creative approaches, and I think 
it just all kind of stirred together and a little witch's brew just worked out for you. You liked uh, the the toiling of effects and shots. I do. I do. I th- I thought uh thought Angelica Houston was good. Um I got a question about th- Ms. Houston. Yeah. So I thought she did a good job. I did hear that Roald Dahl um, was very excited by the casting, thought Angelica Houston was perfect. He said it was one of his favorite aspects of the feature. Um, there's a scene where she's beckoning the friends that's turned into a mouse to like come closer, you know? Mm-hmm. She was uh, pretty graphic. Why? She. It was like, I don't know if you notice, maybe roll back the tape. But she was like almost straight up like masturbating, and she was just very, just gyrating and very like oh, sensual. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. When she's sort of gyrating. Yeah, but her fingers like doing some weird stuff, man. I know what you're talking about. I had to like roll it back. I'm like, is it? What is going on here? Like, if anybody listening to this has watched the movie or kind of knows what I'm talking about, roll back that part of the movie, and I'm telling you. It's Roll graphic. that beautiful bean footage. What? A, wait a minute. Whoa. You just turned into like a Family Guy episode for a second. Roll that beautiful bean footage. You don't know Bush's beans drop? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> that was a good time. You know, you've been holding on to that one for decades. A long time now. Roll that beautiful. Isn't it like a some big ass lab say that? Yeah, roll that beautiful bean footage. Mouse like movies, like roll that beautiful bean footage. Exactly. What's the joke? It's just some dumb hick out in the swamp, like fishing, and the dogs just cooking up some beans. Something like that, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That's it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what my point is with Angelica Houston. It was just kind of like um, she's kind of. I, I I know what you're talking about when she when she when when she's realized that all of the. Uh, all of her cohorts have have eaten the soup and they're all doomed. Yeah, they're all doomed. And she's, yeah. ki- she's kind of pointing at at uh, at the it, grandma. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's sort of doing this, this sort of gyration. Yeah, it's very strange. It made me feel things I quite frankly didn't know I even had. Angelica Houston. Houston, we have a solution. <laughs> um, nice. nothing else to say about that um, I did really love the scenes with the mice I thought even though they were like different styles and angles and stuff I thought it was you could tell it was I mean there were a few janky like mouse running scenes and stuff like that but the close up shots and the little the little areas they're in with all the big props and stuff i thought it was just really cool i I thought it was really neat i like yeah that stuff yeah that stuff's awesome there wasn't enough of it it was very i could think of maybe two or three scenes i'm like oh this is really cool like if the whole movie was this way that would be so rad you know um but unfortunately it's just these small segments when they're the kids are the mice and I, i just wanted to see more of that i thought it was really cool and the kid was super chill with being a mouse he didn't panic or anything he was like kind of cool with it yeah he was surprisingly chill i i do i do like 
I think when I was a little like at the age that I saw the movie, I think it would have bummed me out if they went with the ending where he remained a mouse Stay forever, mouse. which is what the Roald Dahl wanted. The, right. Right. And they, apparently they shot both endings. Right. And I think that was some of the conflict they had on set was the, the tone of the ending. Like, does does the main character stay the mouse and that's you just got to roll with it? Or does they get changed back to a kid in a very disturbing fashion? Where he where he bursts through the Ghostbusters firehouse. Yeah. And he's buck naked. Right. They're like, yeah, um, I think audiences need something a little chiller. Let's just have this little child bust through this toy and buck naked and hop all over the place. Like, it's weird. Well, he gets bundled up quickly. I mean, good on them for not doing, like, where'd those clothes come from? It's just like, yeah, that kid, is, that kid was a mouse. He's naked. Yep, I mean, they uh, they did a little blurring. Right. It's like very... Uh, looked like an angel for a minute there was so much blur going on he looked he looked like uh from cocoon looks like he was halfway through a quantum leap exactly exactly yeah cocoon cocoon yeah yeah i remember that oh my goodness i gotta revisit that one um so i don't really have the nostalgia because all my main memory of this movie was just it creeped me out and it made me uncomfortable and it was mostly when that first witch turns. There's like a scene where her neck is like ragdolling and bouncing all over the place. There's no support for it yet. You know what I'm talking about? The first witch? Or something. The first thing. No, it was the boy maybe. It was the boy. The boy? The, the, the plump boy. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I forget. It was either the boy or one of the witches. When they turned into the mouse, it was very disturbing. What's all the green gas and shit coming out? That's the witch uh, mist. It's very, it's very like dense and kind of sick looking. Yeah, it's effective. It is effective. Yeah, so there, I definitely have some scarred like brain tissue from these scenes from 1990 when I was seven. Yeah, I think I just, I like that the movie. I like the movie has a happy ending. I think that it. I think that it's all. It, it's it counterbalances the sort of uh it gives it a little more whimsy to some of the dark stuff right it's totally uh, like a grim fairy tale yeah yeah and i think and i dark, think that the style don't trust the adults kids save the day and the uh i think the style of it really really uh suits suits the story yeah yeah i mean Totally. I think there's there's good there's good casting. I like the um in the in the beginning in the sort of prologue with the when they're uh they're talking about the girl that gets trapped in the painting. Oh right, right. And the, oh yeah, the dad, that was cool. I like that. The, the dad just has this like very I just remember always thinking his face looked like extremely like vintage. Right. And just being like, Oh yeah, he looks like I don't see that kind of face anymore. And like some of the witches just kind of look, look, look kind of creeped out, you know, just like the women. Yeah. And it's and like, it's, uh, it's good casting. Yeah. You do, you do know, like, how big of was the screen you were watching on? Computer? Uh, it's, yeah, computer sized. Yeah. You notice how many men are in the witches' convention? There are. There are a, a bunch. Uh, like, almost i think it's almost a 50 50 ratio i looked into it and i 
pulled some screen grabs of like just how many men are there and they didn't even try they just put red lipstick and a dress on them and said just, just sit in the back row but it's like a significant amount of the witches at the convention are are just men with shaved heads and red lipstick it's like why uh, why <laughs> the only thing look. i could come up with because i was trying to make this my like fun fact and it was just like they couldn't find enough female extras so it's like women just weren't working that much because they weren't being hired so they just had predominantly male extras apparently so they just got them work but it was just like there was no other explanation other than there just weren't enough women around like they didn't even think to plan it the, the whole movie's about a witch convention and then what do they get to first day of shooting hey uh witch is a female warlock right and it's just like well we don't got enough of them it's like what are you thinking who's doing this what kind of meatballs running this production? Roic. What a meatball. You know, I I uh I I have I have I have a soft spot for this movie. Okay. I don't, but I don't hate it. I I, I definitely don't like I don't think it's a good movie. There's things I appreciate about it, like the Henson stuff and some of the tone and Angelica Angelica Houston is good in it. But it, it's just not something I have like a, a soft spot for. So 50-50 between us, but I can't really like argue with anything you're saying. It's all like true and real and cool, but I just didn't have that experience with this movie. I like the score too. Cool score. The opening, like when they're flying over the, the ice. Oh yeah, that little kind of a Jim Henson-y montage. Because, or like, not, I don't know. Didn't they do that in a Labyrinth? The owl was flying. Is that how is that how Labyrinth opens? Yeah, remember it's like the most CG owl you've ever seen, like ever. It was like the dawn of computer graphics. It's been a, it's been a, honestly it's been a while since I've seen Labyrinth. YouTube like intro to Labyrinth, and you'll see what I mean. It's it's gnarly. It's graphic, Damn. graphically poor CG, but kind of charming now that it's just never going to look like that again um so are you ready to watch the remake no all right i'm more ready than i was before this i'm part of me is a little curious to see how they do it but it's probably just going to be some weird i don't know way too CG. I, I saw I, I saw part of it how far did you get you fast forwarded uh, to the about, witches transfer. You wanted to see how they made the transformations. No, I, I, I gave it an honest shot. I wanted to. I, I was curious. They they set it in like the south. They like change. I think they changed. They changed the time period too. I think it's like in the sixties, maybe. Mm, okay. Um, but Anne Hathaway is just swinging for the fences, man. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not More like it. Anne halfway decent. I wouldn't even give it give it that. Anne hath had a boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good try. Had a boy. <laughs> Get him next time. Maybe next. Yeah, maybe witches too. We'll be the, the talk of the town. Uh, maybe. Had a boy. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> After these allegations of your uh, scarred hands clears up, we'll think about it. This this controversy you stirred up with your polydactyl yeah. 
a witch, a, a grotesque witch looking gr- grotesque. How dare they? <laughs> how dare, exactly, exactly. Like, well, how dare you define grot- grotesque? It's, it could be how beautiful. It could be how beautiful, How dare you attempt too. to define grotesque? Yeah, it's just like, just like a kid's movie about witches. There's going to be like warts and hair and like just funny looking costumes. Like, just come on, get over yourselves. Yeah, yeah, it's a little... There's people out there that need real help. This ain't it. Witches is not it. Witches is not the hill to die on here. Let's move on to real problems. <laughs> yeah. You know I, what I mean? I do. And I, I found that one a little silly. Witches was about witches. Yeah, I guess that's it. I don't have anything else to say. I think it's. I just think it's odd that both Roald Dahl and Jim Henson passed away within months of this movie coming out, and they didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. It's just it's, like it's, we all watched it, and it was a big deal for a while, and it is a good, you know, special movie to a lot of people. I just think they would have enjoyed knowing that, and at least seeing the dawn of it. I mean, they kind of did. They're watching the test screens and fighting with each other over how it ends and stuff. It's nice and short. Very short. It was an hour, less than an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, I mean, think about it. It's just a movie. It's like, it's just a hotel. They just—that's the whole set. Yep. You just you just have free reign of the hotel. It's like a. It's just like a Evil Dead movie or something. It's very simple to shoot it. I think it was a very underutilized Rowan Atkinson, by the way. Oh, I thought he was great. I mean, he's great. I love him, but like, he could have done so much more. He's such a funny person. Like, he's so talented. I just think. He, they could have used him a little bit better in this movie. I, I like the role he he was, but he just didn't get a lot of screen time. It was just a little Rowan Atkinson flavor. Right. Sleeping with the staff. Just a little. It's a little yeah, right. That's like his through line is that he's very stern when they're in groups, but he's actually having an affair with one of them. And he doesn't like her, uh, her mouse growth. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I uh, there was there was one gag that I that I never got before that I that this time around I noticed that was good, and like, what was it like? I, I think like the witch, the witch's assistant, was holding, was holding like a like a bowl underneath Angelica Houston. Right, and do you remember that part? And like, yeah. and, and like, she's she's kind of holding back her gag because she's so disgusted at the, uh, at the at the smell of the, of the kid of the of the, the, of the kids. Puke. But then, but then, the the rich the rich, the, the little the one mouse boy's dad, like, doesn't he like put money in in the basket or something like that or like puts money in the bowl? Right, there's there's something like that. Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a punny bull gag, like a tip, like a church thing or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's just used to getting it so much from Sunday, every Sunday for his whole life. So something like that. I th- I just remember thinking it was kind of a clever gag. Good, yeah. good, good, ca- good casting though. Good casting all around. Yeah. Even yeah. The, Side witches were whatever, but it's not, I mean, it's not a stretch. You just act, you're aloof and weird and creepy. So even if you're kind of acting bad, it kind of still works. Yeah. 
So it's like a lot of forgiveness with these roles for uh, the witches. Right. You can't really do it wrong. That's why they just got a bunch of dumpy bald men to do it. Yeah. Oh, weird. So creepy. It just makes it, yeah, it's just kind of like just odd. Yeah, I did notice that, though, even on my little screen. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, if you Google it, somebody like freezed it and like circled all the guys. It's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. Hmm? You loved, loved it. Love, no, like liked it all right. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I no. I I don't. I don't love it. I, it's just one of those movies that I I grew up with. Yeah, you get the extra kinda, nostalgia factor. It's powerful. Got, it's real. There's a nostalgia factor for me. Yeah, that's fine. I always tell people it's fine. Like I might like movies more because of nostalgia because they kind of awaken your creativity when you're a kid and that becomes like it's like a role model. It's very special. So it's like okay to like a movie more because of how it impacted your life that's the whole point of movies right but people forget they're like yeah but that's just for you it doesn't like blah 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 but i'm talking about the story the character layers people just sometimes uh, forget that it's okay to just have a movie make you feel good or intrigued or inspired that's fine too it doesn't always have to be a sound everything it could just be something that triggered uh, a notion in yourself to put something cool in, of your own into the world for sure yeah but you know which is what are you gonna do what are you gonna do i think that's a wrap. Um, is that a wrap yeah yeah it's a wrap it's a wrap okay well it is spooky season officially uh but we are going to take a little breaky poo wouldn't you say adam Little little break. Wouldn't you say it's earned? I would say it's earned. Earned. Yeah, we got some travel plans. We got some family plans over the next few weeks. So it's going to be a, at least a month. Uh, but we'll check back and uh, I'll throw some stuff on social media when we get close to making a decision if when and if we continue. So thanks to everybody for listening all the way here. Do you realize, Adam, that we've done now, as of today, 84 straight weeks of popcorn and soda? It's a lot of popcorn and soda. That's that's more than a year. Sure think, is. Think about it in minutes now. <laughs> oh, I th- I thought about it in days. It's a lot. No, but it's uh nearly six thousand downloads, uh, eighty four straight weeks of content for everybody, a wide gamut of TV, motion picture, wide gamut of new old really old we've done it all man we sure have um, but we need a break so at least throughout the month of october we'll be out and then we will revisit probably close to uh probably close to around when andor ends is probably when we'll make a decision so uh stay tuned for that i'll be replaying probably all the original episodes kind of starting from the top on my instagram just like stories throughout you know for the next month or so just so i can archive them and create like a cool you can create like some safe spaces for them on instagram so if you want to revisit some old classics now's the time hell yeah hell yeah any final words adam roth i think i got most of them out one left two left I think they all got out, Jason Fury. Okay, sorry. 
Uh, okay, well, until uh, the future, Adam Roth. Till the future, Jason Fury.